Meteorologist, his series started in episode 72. In this episode, he tells us about his take on time travel, space opera, and his fantasy Everville. I mean, I love science fiction and fantasy, and I started off with fantasy, so that's my Everville series, and I kind of stumbled into fantasy instead of sci-fi, um, but I think I'm much more of a sci-fi-driven person than fantasy necessarily, so I'm really itching, really itching to get some, some meaty content out there. So I have some shorts that I've done. I have a, a short that I've just recently made available um, on my website um, at RoyHuff.net. Um, and so I'm giving that away to people who sign up. So I'm really excited about that. But I'm, I have three books that are going to be coming out soon in very quick succession. I mean, one is the, the final book in the Everville series. I don't know what the subtitle is yet. Right now, I'm just calling it Everville number five. I also have a time travel book, and I'm really happy uh, that I'm going to have this out. I, I've, I've been sitting on the rough draft of this book now for uh, over two and a half years, and mainly because I, I had the, I was working on the nonfiction book at the same time I was working on this book, and then it came out first, and then I spent six to nine months trying to get a traditional publisher, pitching it to my agent. Um, my agent passed, and then eventually I, I pushed it myself. So I, I you know, there was a probably a good year, you know, after I finished the the first draft of that nonfiction book, and then when I actually published it, um, and then I've kind of just been marketing it, um, writing a lot of nonfiction. Um, with that. So for the last two years, I've really been in kind of the nonfiction world. And so I haven't really been focused too much on the fiction as much. So now I've, I've kind of gotten back into the swing of things. I jumped in during NaNoWriMo to start writing Everville Book 5. I just used that <laughs> as a catalyst to get me going. Um, I didn't get the 50,000 words. And I've done 50,000. Like, I mean, I wrote my third book in six days, but I, wow. I didn't get there. Um, I didn't get there. I mean, I, I got like maybe 20,000 or so words done during November. Um, and this book, it's longer than anything that I've ever written so far. I mean, it's 90,000 words, which is like 40,000 over most of the other books in the Everville series. And I'm going to pare it down a lot. I'm going to do a lot of editing, but I'm still working on that. I expect to probably be finished with the first draft in about two or three weeks. And then what I'll do is I will start writing some shorts. I will start writing some shorts because I'm not ready to start writing the space opera series that I'm working on. I want to, that I'm using a different kind of method to outline this book. And so I want to kind of flesh out the idea completely before I start writing the scenes. So I'll probably start writing some shorts that I'll post on my website and maybe some other sites. And then I will alternate go back and forth on editing Everville 5, and then I'll do a second draft of my time travel book, and then I'll go back again to Everville 5. And then I'm going to really get started. Probably um, once I publish the first book, I'll start writing the, the next series. I'm thinking it's at least a trilogy, but it may be a long-standing series. I don't know yet. So the time travel book might be a trilogy. Is that what you're saying? It might be. It might be something longer. So like when you know when I first started writing it, I had you know I mean Doctor Who was kind of stuck in my head, and so that's kind of like a, an ongoing thing, <laughs> multi-decade kind of thing. So what style are you uh, going for here? Well, what I don't have in there is the paradox. And I, I avoid the paradox because I'm definitely going to be pulling in from the the multiverse 
theory. Oh, okay. right, right. So, so I mean, that's kind of like where I'm going with it. Um, but it's, I mean, it, it, it has a lot of different styles. I mean, you know, there's a lot of elements, you know, that I've pulled in from a lot of different things. But also, what I think is is really true, <laughs> you know, I mean, about the multiverse and time travel and things like that. You know, I've never believed in paradoxes. I mean, I just think they're kind of hokey. Um, I've never liked them. I don't like them. They, they actually, they make me violently angry. <laughs> I mean, I, I, seriously, I mean, I get really um, irritated when I see a paradox because I just think it's so silly. I mean, either, either time travel can exist or it can't. And so I think the, the multiverse theory kind of you know, yeah, solves that solves that problem, right? You, you wrote so about you, that. You wrote about that on a blog. Do you want to mention that where that where they people could find that? Yeah, I mean, well, I have a link to it on my website on the on the news. Um, if you go onto my website at royhuff.net, you can go into on the bottom. It says you know see more, and you can click on there. And I have a link to that. Um, on uh, time, I think it's time travel tropes is the name of the website. But you just go to my website and you can find okay, it. You said it in, in the current time, far future. Is it sort of space opera esque with some hard SF for or okay. hard science <laughs> for the uh, uh, time travel part, or or what's going on? I here? would say okay. So this, I would say this story is set in the near future. It happens to a specific person. So we're we're talking maybe twenty years in the future, um, and then something happens to this person. Um, that creates a time travel event. And I don't want to say exactly, you know, what, what that, that is. So this person is set on earth. Um, it could be about our time or near our time. Uh, and then there is a time travel event that happens. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I really don't want to give away too much. No, that's right. Um, Good. I got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's nothing. It's, it's not set in space. This is not set in space. Um, and it's not in the, in the distant future. So it's something that you could get into and relate to today. Um, but there is, I would say, um, um, a destructive element there, uh, and a way to overcome that destructive element. And I, I don't want to really go beyond that. Um, that's but right. that's kind of like, the, that's kind of the initiating, um, thing that's, that's causing the time travel to occur. Um, so I, I will say that much. Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot that I can, I can do with that. And, you know, in terms of setting up, um, possible additions, um, after the first book is out. Um, so again, I mean, I just have the first draft done, so I want to go through it again and I'll probably make some substantive changes, but I'm, I'm really happy with the first draft, but I really want to add some dynamic, uh, action in there with the uh, word choices and dialogue and, and verbs and stuff like that. So why did um, you write this? What was your motivation here? My life, I guess. I mean, you know, for a long time, you know, I think people that enjoy sci-fi and fantasy, like, at least for me, you know, it's a, it's kind of a means for escape, you know, to, to get away from a lot of the bad stuff that's happened. So, you know, growing up, I grew up in a you know, there's a lot of negative things happening uh, in my home and in my neighborhood. Um, and so being able to look at science fiction and fantasy, I was able to imagine a, a better world, a brighter world and a brighter future for myself. So time travel is like, I wrote another, you know, piece, you know, how time travel is the ultimate superpower, because you can do anything with, you know, if you get rid of the paradox, you know, this silly paradox thing, you can, mm. you can do pretty much whatever you want to do. And I've, I probably my favorite movie is Groundhog Day. And I, you know, <laughs> you just you watch something and you, you live it over and over and over and over and over and over again. So, you know, being able to to improve things and do things, um, I think is very interesting. And if you and, and it's not just that, but, you know, any type of time travel will give you the opportunity to do that. So 
I think there's growth too in the character, right? I mean, when something happens, um, initially you think, you know, maybe you want to change stuff and then, and later on you realize, well, maybe I don't want to change stuff. And then sometimes you want to do change things and sometimes you don't. Um, because a lot of times it's the negative things and the challenges that, that we overcome that make us who we are. So, you know, I think there's a lot of um, lessons and learning and growth um, that I can identify with in the characters and in the story. So that's kind of been that time travel story has actually probably been in my head longer than the Everville series has uh, in different iterations and forms. So that, that probably was a thing that I connected with the most and want to get out there. And then, of course, the space opera series. Like I said, I'm a huge Trekkie. Uh, I'm, I'm very much influenced by by Star Trek. It's probably the biggest influence in terms of sci-fi. Uh, but there's other things that are out there that I like and, and other things that, that I want to add. And um, I think I can make a contribution and add a, a unique twist to things and give my own spin on things. And so I have, I have a lot of ideas for a lot of things that I want to write. So I'm pretty excited about, you know, where things are going with, with my writing and the, you know, what I have coming out next in the coming years. So the ideas are outstripping your ability to keep up. And that's, that's, uh, I think that's what a way a writer's lifestyle is. Um, cause then now you have to decide what's the most important idea to invest your time on. Yes. Yes. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about Everville? Everville, um, the, the first book, it starts off with Owen Sage. Uh, you know, he is at, he's a freshman at uh, Easton Falls University, uh, and he r stumbles into this fantasy realm called Erville. That's kind of like a parallel dimension. Um, and so there's this force, this darkness that's taking over um, Everville, and it's threatening to take over the regular world, too, if he doesn't stop it. So the whole book is about his quest to uh, stop what's happening and save the world. And so he has his friends from college that, that kind of help him out, and he starts to learn about these different creatures and races of peoples and lands that are in this, this realm called Everville. And of course, it's a never-ending kind of thing that happens. And so, you know, each book has its own catastrophe and thing that you know, thing that that he has to overcome in order to save the world. And so, this final book is really drawing things to a close. And maybe there will be more problems that he'll have to solve in the future. But it's going to definitely uh, tie things up nicely, I think. Cool. And it's I see it's uh, I happen to be on the page. It's a uh, looks like you have it on Kindle Unlimited for the first three books set for free to for people to try out. Yes. What's it set in? Is it set in contemporary time or? Yeah, so it's set in, um, you know, the the Earth realm is set in New England, I'd probably say really modern day. Um, so that's what's happening. Um, and there there is like, there's time shifts that are occurring. There's, there's interesting things that I don't want to give away. But like when he goes into Everville, um, you know, like I guess a lot of fantasy worlds, time doesn't always work the same way that it does here. So there's interesting things that happens um, with his life and with other characters in his life. And he learns things about uh, his history and how there's interaction between, you know, both realms. Um, but the, the main story is set in, um, I guess you could say, in modern New England is, is where it's set. Yeah. And even if you're not at Kindle Limited, it's $10 for a three-book set. So that's pretty cool. Yo, I put that, uh, that free short story on my website that people can download. So I would encourage people to go there um, at uh, royhuff.net forward slash salvation ship. But I have a, a button on the front page if, if they forget that last part, or they can just click on I'm a, a fiction super fan and they can click on there and then that'll, that'll take them to where they can get their free story. If you have a fancy podcast player such as Overcast, just go look at the show notes. You can just tap on the link right there on your smartphone. 
This is the last episode of the Roy Huff podcast series. The first episode started at episode 72 and finished in episode 77. You can find these episodes in the show archive, which you can get to by going to your favorite search engine and typing in Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Archive.